2: As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't.
0: This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not, it's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 19th day of September, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. How are you, Ned? It's good to see you.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. Once again, there's plenty going on too much. Not much light amongst it, I'm
0: afraid. There's a lot of lot of um unhappy stuff to say. There but. is, there is. I'm sure we'll get to plenty of gloom and doom today in our well, our our little our little war room here. <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. But, our and, gloom and, and doom about room. That. Yeah, yeah. And we'll laugh about it. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have a sense of humor about it, then you're probably going to be the first one knocked off. I mean, that's how it is, right? The guy the guy that's in the middle of uh, of the battlefield, if he doesn't have a sense of humor, he's most likely going to be the first one that gets killed, right? Oh uh, Yeah, well, you know what the ethos is. they don't want to kill. they want to injure. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bruce, how are you today?
2: Healthy and alive. Uh, doing well.
0: Glad to hear it. All right, Ned, yeah, what do you too. got? What do you got for us today? Where do you want to start?
2: Well, I, I don't know. I, I've
1: got loads of things I want to talk about. Um, all right, throw darts ah, at the wall, pick one, and we'll just take off from there. Briefly, 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 go through a couple of things. There's loads of things I want to talk about. I mean, there was a um, was a meeting that I want to get to a bit later with the World Council for Health, and there were t- they had loads of people, and the, the interesting thing was it was held in Vienna, of all places, because the Austrians have been very staunch in the way they handled COVID and they've been very painful, really, in the outlook. And there was a really good meeting and there was such a, a lot of independent journalists and media there talking from different parts of the world. And but I thought we'd, um, I don't know, I, I'd like to talk about a few things. I'd like to keep census on places like well, the Netherlands, the farmers, because it's gone quiet about them and I don't like it when it goes quiet about them. It's when 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 the
0: media goes quiet. It's not good. No, it's not. But I think one of the reasons that it's gone quiet is because the uh, the agriculture minister or whoever it was that was in charge of uh, putting that uh, agenda through, he resigned.
1: <laughs> yes, he's gone. Yes, yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Like, so
0: they don't have yeah. anybody to stand up there and give rebuttal from the government side because none of them know what to do.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, it, it's like everything seems to have had a massive movement in the last. Two years or so, yeah. But a lot of people don't realise this move in the Netherlands started about nine years ago. They actually um started it with a town called Stro, which is it was in North Holland, uh North Holland it had a population of only about fifteen hundred people. And the thing is, the populations weren't massive because it was a lot of farmland. So you didn't have those populations. And people don't realise that they did generate a lot of food, and they have done. And government started regulations and they they started it, this this big push about nitrogen and the ideas of it and then when they got the fa- and the farmers went through um agreeing with it so they bought up totally different farming equipment and then the government then changed the scheme and said well you've got to kill off so many of your cattle etc etc so every time they got compliance from part of the farming community they then slightly turned the rules and did more and more and more until actually got fed up. And the idea was, and then the farmers started to realize that basically they, the pe- pe- they, they wanted people to get fed up, sell off. And a lot of people from that town actually left the Netherlands, they up and moved away. They actually didn't move internally. They actually went away until basically public records now state there's just over a hundred people there. The government took the land and that. Is when it really came to light, and farmers started dumping stuff and getting up in arms. And well, not arms, as in arms.
0: Well, I can see why. Yeah, I, I, I can but see yeah. why. But this, this is exactly what they want to do to create tri-state city. That's what they want to do. They want to run people off of the uh, off of the land and out of the country and just gobble up the uh, uh, the farmland and turn it all into this digital um, prison. I know. I but,
1: but what they're not telling the people is right. They don't understand. The Netherlands, I mean, they're saying, oh, this is Putin's fault and the Ukraine for all this food thing. It's no, a massive amount of it is what they've done in the Netherlands. If you think about it, in the Netherlands, they had 4 million cattle. They had 13 million eggs, They had 104 million chickens, right? That's a lot of farming. That is a lot of creatures, yeah? And the output of that country, let alone the normal aggregate side of it, was massive and that was feeding a lot of people and when that gets stamped on and upset you know that has caused a lot of the food problems so europe has done it to itself and it's not just itself as an entity they've really their own people over in the big style and they've done it just by the netherlands those numbers of creatures i mean Forget about whether you're a meat eater or whether you're a vegan. And if you have that stupid and you go, well, yeah, that's great getting rid of all them animals. But that's like you saying, if you want to change something, you do it in agreement and in slowly. Or but people should still have choice. You do that on a massive scale, you hurt people. And if you're a, a vegetarian or a vegan and you think that's great, well, you're, it's just like you saying, well... I don't care for the human beings that are going to get hurt. It's simple as that. And if you're of that mind, you don't really deserve respect or anything. If you think they shouldn't have food on their table, you shouldn't either. It's as simple as that. Yeah, And that is what Europe has done. I mean, that was Europe's biggest meat exporter. And they totally upset the table there. And forget Ukraine.
0: We already know that there's been shipments of grain disappearing out of there. Yeah, but let's Uh, talk about that for a second before you move on from that. Let's talk the facts and figures that you were talking on last week of how much they've actually shipped out and how much actually arrived from Ukraine. Sure. Because a lot of people think, because of the whole blame Putin for everything, which I'm not saying that there's not some blame to go on him for other things, but just on this one issue, Ukraine, they do produce a lot of the world's grain, but that doesn't feed Europe. They've been using this whole uh, breadbasket of Europe, breadbasket of Europe. That's not where Europe's grain comes from, largely.
1: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That feeds, that that feeds
0: Africa and in in parts of the Middle East. That's the third world. Yeah, it goes yeah. out. It's meant to go to the third world.
1: And yet... A lot of the grain that came out from the Black Sea, which included Russia letting it out, yeah, majority of it didn't reach the third world. So, where did it go?
0: Uh, How many ships? How many ships and how many tons? How many tons?
1: I I think it was, if I remember rightly, 87 ships, and I think about a handful reached the destination. So, you're talking about 60,000 tons probably reached its destination out of about 2 million tons of grain.
0: 80-something ships, container ships, those don't just well, No, I, I don't know the size of the ships. But the thing is, oh, you know, somebody knows where it went. Somebody all all knows ships. Where went. You're a Navy guy. You're a former Navy guy. Yeah, all yeah. maritime traffic around the globe is GPS tracked. tracked and you it? know where it goes. Yeah. Exactly. So how do they not know where that grain went? Oh, well, this is it. How does it disappear? It's like, how do the weapons
1: disappear? How how do things go onto the black market? How do people get rich? actually in a war-torn state. I mean, people in power in Ukraine are getting, in certain positions, are getting personally richer and their people are dying. I mean, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. That fiasco that you showed me in, in the European Parliament where they're all dressed up in blue and saffron or whatever it is, Yeah, you know, blue and yellow, yeah, that, that, that's a joke. I mean, how can they actually invite Zelensky's wife there and everything and have their own little shake hands and pictures when they know they instigated the whole event in Ukraine, broke loads of treaties to piss somebody off, whether it's Russia or whatever, whether what Putin is doing, whatever, I'm not agreeing with anything. But when you make treaties, you make them for a specific reason, you make it for agreement. And when you openly break treaties, think you can, and you are going to offend somebody, aren't you? Either way, you don't just hop over the fence, kick someone's kitchen door down, go into his kitchen and go, Look, I, I know I don't live here and I, I you know, and I you always thought he was a nice bloke. Now I, I want your coffee. You're gonna upset somebody. There you go. That's Europe. That's the West. That is what they've done. And
0: what is that, Johnny? This is uh, Zelensky going to the British Embassy in Kiev, and he is uh, paying his respects to Her, uh, her Dearly Departed Majesty, uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Now, as you notice here, he's coming in in brand new, clean pressed BDUs and brand new trainers. It, it's just. Is- <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so,
0: why is he wearing combats? Well, he's 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 the leader in a war-torn country. He's a general leading so, his he- his troops into battle. Are those the cleanest BDUs you've ever seen? Basically,
1: he put a jacket on for the first time over a T-shirt, which he usually loafs around in. He's everyone there is suited
0: and booted, and he turns up. Oh, it's just a silly party. This I hope Vogue magazine yeah. is there. No, it's just like this whole thing is just a big photo op. They're all thanking him and whatever. And yeah, he'll just move on to his next whatever it is, his next photo op or something. I can't associate him with... Which was giving Ursula von der Leyen, the head of the EU, uh, their highest honor in Ukrainian society.
1: uh. (laughs) Von der Leyen.
0: Well, did you say Civilian. I, it was their highest honor whatever it was uh let Civilians. me see if i can get the name of it. yeah i think it was a civilian honor i could be uh, cuz you can't well, obviously, you can't it give a military just, honor yeah
1: or, or you know or for being a witch
0: or a dictator or Some other thing. (laughs) Yes, something like that. It was, uh, hang on, I'll tell you. Uh, Let me see. Thank you for the award of the first class of the Order of Yaroslav the Wise. Uh, It's a great honor accepted on behalf of all EU citizens as a symbol of our strong bond.
1: That's as as strong as you keep his black market topped up and his bankroll tapped up because Uh he's going to be gone. As long as you
0: give him a refuge. In fact, does Zelensky believe he's got a refuge eventually when he has to leg it? I think so because if we were looking at some of the uh, the figures that you were putting forth as to how rich these guys are getting, and we were tracking a lot of the uh, the cash that they're being sent, which by the way, uh, Bruce, I don't know if you know this or not, but Biden okay to check yesterday of six hundred billion to Ukraine uh, in cash, um, and a lot it's of that, just, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's going well. uh, but a lot of these a lot of these guys in his inner circle or his entourage or whatever, they're all buying multi million dollar chalets in Switzerland. So I'm assuming that that's going to be their exit strategy as a non-extradition treaty country.
1: (laughs) And when that slob has his X amount of millions stashed in a Swiss bank somewhere and they turn the digital switch on, where is he going to go?
0: I don't know. That I don't have an answer for. But I do know that if he has his thermostat in his chalet above 19 degrees Celsius, he could get a visit from the police and possibly three years in prison. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a point of view on that. If that ruling
1: extends from switzerland and permeates across europe and the rest of the world i might sure be will. better off you might be better off doing it in three years because if you go into a prison cellar they're usually on suite quite warm and you are going to get fed as well so at least you know you're going to be all right
0: for three years at least it, as long as you take jabs and wear a mask you'll be fine because you don't want to kill the oh, other prisoners
1: That's the price lockdown sorry
0: yeah that's ridiculous.
1: But uh, no, nah. uh, they've done a the horrible job. And that one town, that farming community in uh, has just become non-existent in the Netherlands. Was just it, it was just a proving joke. And it's been started. That was started nine years ago. That's how long they've been twisting the knife. And we know that. It's just finding it out. It's not a sudden thing. They've just had enough. And, oh, there is a word. Do you know what? Uh, I think it's... Oerenlanden means. Come again. Owe Renlanden. E-O-E-R-E-N landon. No, it's actually a place in the Netherlands. it okay. says, and it's a big sign up there, and it says, and it means Free Farmers State. They're putting signs interesting. up.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: get out. This is far, uh, this is our free farm state. It's quite interesting. Yeah, that's um some of them have been doing that. And I was looking at some of the independent um journalist stuff um, that came out from there a while ago and I, I really don't know what, how anybody in the government is still in power there because their um, they're, they're, they're police were doing snatch and grab stuff against those farmers.
0: Yeah, uh, we actually saw some video of that. They were undercover in some of the uh, as in like dressed up like farmers and whatnot and they were within <laughs> a lot of the uh, the protest movements and a lot of the, uh, the, the farmers actually found out that they were UCs undercovers and they rounded on them and they ran them out of there. Uh, and then yeah, they, they, were yeah, stra- they had the, yeah, uh, they, they the actually police they get up. in and do snatch yeah. and grab stuff. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's ridiculous. The, I mean, the, the French were just... doing, the gendarmes were doing the same thing under COVID, if you remember that. They were doing the same exact thing. The German cops were doing the same thing here. Oh, the Germans. I used to love them. Yeah. They used to
1: have um, those two-meter things and poking
0: them. Yeah, them. <laughs> they were going around <laughs> measuring the two it. meters in between people. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be two meters apart. And the, mean, protesters, just... the protesters were actually standing apart just to you know, just to make them laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, you. I mean,
1: in PrEP, you actually showed me that, a picture of the uh, Chinese telecom tower as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a like, lot for a torch. I mean, I wonder how many people actually have seen that. I would it.
0: say that it's it's probably circulating in China, but you know how the Chinese Communist Party is. They do their best to try and pull that stuff down uh, as best they can. I mean,
1: I'll miss
0: some stuff uh, like on air sometimes. I mean, I've seen nothing to keep up with you guys. But, yeah, um, I've no, seen nothing in the mainstream press, in the Western media about it at all. Uh, but of course, there's been a total blackout of China for what the last 30 years. So we can't even unless it's in a positive light. <laughs> We can't see anything about what's who, going on over there. Who actually, who, who actually owns that tower? China Telecom. I'm assuming that that's a state company, so you're going to have uh, it's going to be a CCP-run company, right? So
1: it's going to be majority government-owned, is it?
0: Well, all state companies over there are. So, like Huawei and and these companies, these are not owned by individual people. They'll have to be party members, and they'll have to take CCP members. So it's on their it's, board. It's,
1: it's similar to the like the, like the UAE and uh, the Emirates exactly. Uh, the controlling exactly. it's a controlled the, capital. controlling stake it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if you wanted yeah. to start a business, you would own a maximum of, say, 49%.
0: Correct. Yeah. And then the rest of it will, and you'll have to take CCP board members and advisors into your. Why would staff. anybody want to create a company in China? That, I mean, because that it I'll is, tell you why they do that. Itself. I'll tell you why they do that. Because American companies will go over there and say, Okay, yeah, we'll do business here because they won't pay any taxes. They'll do a zero percent corporate tax, but that's the stipulation. So companies will do that and then they'll bank whatever profit they can get out of it. Yeah, but that doesn't last. But they don't care. They're they're looking at short term. They're not they're not looking long term and what that's going to do to them. Yeah,
1: but that then eventually bounces back on your own country and causes Correct. a problem.
0: Correct, and this is why we're all jammed up now here in the West is because these people were looking at profit because that's all they seem to care about, and they weren't looking at the fact that we might be infiltrated by Marxists. They were thinking if we do business with them, then they'll want to be capitalists, and it went the other way. It's very strange, isn't it? Because I know you've got obviously China's got,
1: like you say, controlling interest in most of the companies that are out there, but largest percentage of the capital making businesses in there is their um construction business and that is failing left right and center um it, is. Uh, it was uh, quite interesting because
0: th- i oh, sorry just, bruce hang on just a second bruce tried to cut in there and i i, I think i cut him off i apologize what, what were you trying to say bruce uh
2: i was just going to say that it was a uh, 42 floor building and the company is state-owned it's the state-owned telecommunications company china telecom
0: there you go uh yeah
2: thank you
1: mate clears it up but yeah so looking i mean it's quite interesting because i mean if well you look at the picture that that sort of it was like a torch wasn't it and the unbelievable thing is every floor within a properly constructed building has its own um uh dispensing system in cases of fire so you'll have a spray system a fog system co2 system whatever whatever it is and each floor will be independent of the other floor so you don't the whole thing doesn't get flooded, but as a gradual rise and whatever the fire would be put out. But that was just burning on majority of floors by the looks of it. That was just going up, I and mean, that was that was a deliberate act or a very. I mean, <laughs> thinking about what they've been doing to themselves, um, like since September last year, and they blew those fifteen high rises up. Oh yeah, there's a picture of it going up. That's amazing, Johnny, isn't it? That's just yeah, it's quite something. Well, oh, it's just I mean. Uh, they they obviously obviously don't care because if that comes down that's that's a hell of a building I mean that's the biggest building in the area yeah and if that well it is going to come that, the debris coming out of that must be horrible and that toxicity of all that lot, wow. well you're not going to find out what the death toll is are you you're just not going to know it's just no going ridiculous no death.
0: <laughs> that's the official chinese communist party line whenever there's a disaster of any kind yeah. oh of yeah
1: yeah now. okay okay uh, and that's gone up like uh, and nobody got trapped honestly
0: well we know really. that somebody got trapped because we could see people putting out video from being trapped inside of it and you see the flame shooting up on the outside of the windows
1: well we'll give it time and it will circulate because it will actually there will be stuff that gets out and and god knows but they are having serious problems in china their industries. Construct, you've got people you have got people that aren't paying their mortgages because they've prepaid for buildings and apartments that haven't been built yet. It was part of the Evergrande
0: so, crisis, was that?
1: Yeah, they, well, that was January. The Evergrande, or they they
0: demolished 39 buildings in a Chinese resort. I remember they shut down trading and then they they went out and they demoed the buildings and they reopened trading and said, what assets? What toxic assets? We don't have any assets.
1: Well, exactly. They haven't got any. (laughs) And that's how China resets its economy by just smashing these things down. And then um, it's just ridiculous. I mean, latest, um, they started to tear down tower blocks and they think they can reboost their economy.
0: Well, look at ghost cities. Now- do you have something on ghost cities? Bruce has talked about ghost cities many times here, and you'll send oh, paint crews oh, around, like nine, ten, fifteen coats on uh, a. You know on building? how
1: many? You know how many unoccupied flats and homes there are? Fifty million. Fifty, 50 million. million. Fifty million. Basically, the, the true numbers are there's thirty million unsold properties and one hundred. Now that's the numbers that they was given out was fifty million, but the true numbers is thirty million unsold properties and hundred million. Sold but unoccupied. That's a lot and of vacant properties. That's a shitload. Now they reckon that there's at least three billion square meters of housing that has been halted or demolished. That's three billion square meters. And do you know something? That could house 75 million people if you look in there. And you know that means you could take everyone in the UK and put them in the housing in China, which is a total mess. They could house everybody in the UK and there's so many people I mean the, the unrest is just getting silly.
0: Is hold on a second the, the unrest. Yeah, the unrest because um, you've got uh, you've got mortgage boycotts. You've got you've got unrest in China, but a lot of that gets censored as in we can't get a lot of that video and we can't get a lot of that information. Uh, the the ones oh, no, that we do it's see very- it's it's all squashed. You you don't get a look at it at all. But that's it's the pity. that's the com- that's the Chinese Communist Party's biggest fear is that right there.
1: Yeah, because it's so pity because you you get it for a very short period and then it's squashed. It's like somebody could just stop it somehow. But it comes out, you get little bits and pieces coming out, and that's obvious from independence. But there's, um, I think, basically, the numbers worth 319 projects in 93 cities are affected. But there's, it's just endless. They reckon the size of the mortgage debts is somewhere between 270 to $300
0: billion. And China doesn't have that money. It's largely speculated right now because they're doing their zero COVID policy, which means that they're changing their economy and they're trying to keep it, uh, trying to keep it quiet and they're trying to keep it highly regulated. So if you don't pass a COVID test and that means you can't go to work the next day, well, China's not making consumer goods anymore. When was the last time you heard about consumer goods ships that are uh, are actually docking and and headed into the stores in the United States? Because that's China's biggest customer. They're not doing it. As a matter of fact, most of those container ships are hanging out just off the coast. They're 50 to 100 miles out, so you can't see them. So that, they're all jammed up out it's there.
1: Just happened, it, so what are they that's doing? Happened since 2020, isn't it? That's happened. Yeah, that was COVID was the trigger. Yep. But even before that, if if you look, I mean, it makes you think because it's interesting now because you always it's like balancing everything from what's happened in 2020, then you find out, well, okay, it must have been all right before that. How bad was it, or how good was it? Therefore, we can see what's happening within the last couple of years. That whether that goes for the vaccine, the medical care uh building and that, and yet between 2013 and 2020, 40 percent of the homes that were pre-sold between those dates still haven't been built in China. They've been pre-sold; people have paid for a lot of these, and they still haven't been because you got to a certain point and then they knocked everything down. So there's still right. a large amount owed to people. They still and, 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 the, and,
0: the and the money's gone. And the
1: money's gone. it's good. Yeah, it's the 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 people are prepaid for it, and they still haven't got what they paid for. It's it's horrible if you think about it i mean and yet you can find these facts and figures you gotta dig and you gotta look around and they're quite available because you you look at where they smashed all these things down now and you see when the evergreen project happened and what they smashed down and then you look pre-20 to find out what areas that they had sold and were building up in and those areas have been smashed down again and whatever, and the people still haven't got what, what they prepaid for.
0: And, you know, we saw the video not long ago of the tanks, the, the People's Liberation Army tanks that were outside the Bank of China when they shut the bank down, when people went there to to make a run on the bank and get their money out. And the military surrounded the branches and said, no, sorry, it's not going to happen. It's not your money. It's not their money. They're, they're just an asset now. So the same applies for the real estate as well then, Yes. It's not yeah. their money anymore.
1: And if you think about it, a third of Chinese economic output is just in its construction sector alone. That is massive. That is why they keep smashing it down and moving it around and lying. And I mean, America's been printing
0: its own money for God knows how long, and China's doing it. And they reckon- China, they printed the largest print that they did. Uh, Bruce, what was this? Uh, Ch- China printed like, was like $10 trillion or, or what their equivalent would be. Like, they printed 10 trillion. It was pre-COVID they did that. And we're looking at it and we're like, they just printed that amount of money? How? How in the name of God are they doing that?
2: <laughs> it, it, well, was, it was 10 trillion USD, but 10 trillion dollars. USD and whatever their currency is. Yeah, it was like know, 30 trillion, yeah. 40 yeah. trillion or whatever yeah. it was. It, it was is. insane. Or yen, yeah, yeah, yuan. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Uh,
1: The thing is, to actually... Bail out that construction businesses in China now you need something like four hundred and forty billion plus
0: that 's just the interest and, right uh, that 's just yet, the
1: interest payment so far they 've only managed to bail them out for about one hundred and forty billion so it is a horrible state of affair and i i mean there's, the, the, there's so many people out there are paid for this. i <laughs> Between <laughs> it's, that, it's just a, jo- it's it, just a joke.
0: It's that's just interesting. A joke. Between, if you think about this, if you think about this culmination that I'm about to lay out here, if you take that, right, the 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 property crisis, if you take that, the banking crisis, the energy sector crisis, there's rolling blackouts across China every day. You don't hear about that either. And then you couple the food problem that they're about to have. The, China's harvest failed. We talked about that last year we said they're not going to be able to to they're not going to be able to feed more than half of their population that's going to be a big problem so if you couple that with the zero covid policy if you add that into the mix that they're running and they're not shipping consumer goods they're not manufacturing consumer goods uh that doesn't look good that that only means in my mind at least looking historically that only means one thing and that means you're on a war footing
1: yeah uh, you know i uh, you know you you can get these dark thoughts and because you came back to those shipping and the ship grains, if they've gone somewhere and it's gone dark, I mean, someone's storing it. If things go dark, they're either gone onto the black market or
0: someone's storing it. I would venture to say that it's, uh, I would say a little bit of both. If they didn't arrive, yeah, if they didn't arrive. Well, that's one hell of an organized of it, thing. Yeah, If it—if that if that amount disappeared... If those got loaded onto ships and those ships ended up in China, because all it is is just a quick trip through the Suez and then down around and cross the Indian Ocean, and you're there. I I don't doubt that. I'll, I'll just put it that way. I don't doubt that. That that's probably where it ended up. Yeah, but
1: the thing is, it's the organization and the blackout and the media blackouts and the tracking and everything. That is that is things someone's got a tight situation on something. And that that's not nice. It's gone somewhere where someone wants it. Yeah. Like I can't find the damn stuff. It left and it just, I haven't seen
0: it arrive anywhere. That's and one just... incident though. I'm, I'm not uh, bashing your research. Oh yeah, but fantastic. that's a
1: large, that's a, that's a, that's that's a large, large incident.
0: How many other times? I mean, times? The, seep-
1: the seepage, the seepage between it yeah. and the continual, dis- yeah, and I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be a nightmare. I mean, it, it's like everything. Um, I And mean, it's, Everything is a very small percentage of what we found out about. Find out about, or we find out late. I'm getting really bored with this because it's everything. You, you, it's just digging and digging, and yeah, it's happened. And you, you get that feeling that it's happened, and nobody gives a shit, and they're just moving on to the next thing. And people are so numb to it. And and I mean, my idea is to actually keep keep things keep things alive, keep speaking about countries alive. You know. Different countries. I mean, it's like those truckers in Canada. There's a site on there. They started a site. I mean, they started a, a massive movement. Uh, Canada Rising yeah, came out after that. Now, different countries. We saw what happened in Australia. There's a movement coming out of Australia now. New Zealanders, the, the New Zealanders are very laid back people. They might be, I mean, people think big Maori, gunky people and everything like that. But they are very laid back and they got pushed around quite a lot. And they eventually went and did a protest by their own parliament. And this lasted for 23 days. But media had shut it down and it wasn't until... People gave out on their phone and they started to move like you could. This is where your independent journalism comes out because independent journalism is streaming. That means if you can stream via your phone, your electronic items, yeah, get it out there because that is the only way the world is starting to learn and see it. And until people started to stream where the police were coming in, kicking their own people around, breaking bodies, blood everywhere and stuff that they really got upset and then it started to get power and movement. And this thing, and then more people turned up and it went in day in, day out. Then the police changed tactics. They started to come up funny hours and they disrupt the um, nightlife of it and upset the people and move things around and do, and then they'd invite the media in at points where they thought they've upset the people so much they'd get a reaction. There was... There were people that I kept this streaming and streaming and streaming. And now it's starting to finally get a grip as movements in Australia. So you've got New Zealand rising as well, Canada rising. You've got all manner of things. But it's scary. But I, I tell you what, um, it, it's the political. There was something funny in Canada they did. when because in Canada, they had. Um, Obviously, certain areas, Canada kind of, like you've got states in America, certain areas governed by certain people that didn't agree with what Trudeau was doing. So sometimes they didn't go to the extreme that the government wanted to do with their emergency powers. Him and Freeland were pushing through and stuff. So a comedian came out with... Um, he he just he, he just stood, stood up and he filmed himself and saying and he he said Well, if you look at it it's like a diagonal line going through canada so why don't we form our own country and call it diagonally you know and he was just having a bit of a laugh and then all of a sudden a few days later the government media put out that they found a weapons cache and people are gonna well what sorry yeah the weapons cache cash and there's this weapons and there was some uniforms there with badges on them with diagonally written on them and saying there's a new terrorist group and it was just so stupid how the media which was cbc by the way and do you know who funded cbc i'm gonna go with george soros because he's just a common person that funds Oh no 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 the front the front man in canada was trudeau he
0: put government money into it Oh, well, we Hudo know that was put yeah, government yeah, and supporting CBC. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with with BBC. Oh, the UK. Uh, yeah. don't, it's, don't it's get the me talking about Soros and his foundation. God, that's what he does. He funds bitch. media organizations. He is. He, he funds he is that all over the horrible. world. Horrible. He does more than that. Oh, I know he but does. But that's then. just one thing don't he get, does. Yeah. Don't get me
1: talking about that bag of spuds. I just do not like him. That's another story. uh,
0: uh What's his fan called the osf is it open society foundation yeah osf
1: yeah yeah, yeah the osf and their um, their head office is in new york isn't it
0: uh, yeah and they've yeah. just opened up a uh, an office in berlin after they got thrown out of hungary oh yeah hungary yeah hungary passed a law didn't they, they the, did, yeah.
1: um which uh the not, <laughs> Victor the, not 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 a, a soros law was it uh-huh, something yeah. to do with the, the immigrants he
0: was moving oh, yeah he was moving around immigrants around the world yeah, um by he's the way, a, he's a Victor Orbán, the uh the prime minister of uh, of uh Hungary, he actually went through George Soros's programs as and went through his um his education system and got sponsored by his organization to get his education paid for. He went through the institutions and once he got into the uh, country's leadership, he turned on him. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it?
1: <laughs> that's yeah, what he yeah. did. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, that that's karma. That is just yeah. going to happen. It's going to bite itself all the way down. Um yeah, so very interesting. There's a lot of is a lot of independent streaming going on. There's a lot of stuff that's finally getting out there. A lot of people say it's too late or whatever. Yeah, but is if we if you want to talk about too late, well, first of all, you've got let's let let people and there'll be people from different countries. So you've got Canada rising. If you want to have a look at that, if you're interested in Canada, you got New Zealand rising. You got uh, one in Australia called Reignite Freedom, and there's a, a global walkout thing that I think is posted on Sundays, Sunday evenings. As oh, have a look at it, people. Think what you think of it. Some people will make you witch the way to do things and go about things because because of the um, wokeness, you could say that's been created. And I sometimes I I think that that was quite horrible which it is a horrible move, but a clever move in such respect that you're going to have, you've got polarization in that as well. Because every time, even if you look at um, a movie or a storyline or um, any form of media or even people that want to stand up, as soon as they temper it, which we should temper it, because there's, we're going to have to find so much temperance and compassion in the next, decade or two because it's it's going to get worse and a lot of people that worked for whether it's your doctors your nurses or everything whatever uh, would have done things instead of finding the backbone to say no and actually giving up their livelihoods possibly and whatever which isn't easy to do if you've got kids and families they're going to be on the wrong side of it and we've got to be careful who people get polarized against so as much as anything else, it's going to have to be because people are going to start dropping dead, and they are going to be dropping dead by vast numbers. We know that uh, if you've got myocarditis and whatever, you got five to seven years, best if you're bloody lucky. And you look into things like the vares and the yellow card and everything else that's come down the line that has been reporting systems, and they say somewhere between one to ten percent of those numbers is true. Well, it's going to be closer to one percent. So if like in America, they reported 7 million plus uh, side effects or deaths or whatever due to co- you can guarantee that's going to be, it's going to be closer to 70 side effects and injuries and disabilities and everything. And that's just the start of it. And If they reckon there's going to be 70 million casualties over the next few years, you can put another zero on that worldwide, globally. It's going to be—it's going to be in a magnitude much bigger than what it is. I don't know the exact numbers. What I'm trying to put across is, it's not going to be nice, and eventually, it's going to be such a standard where even those of culpable in telling people to get vaccines and thinking they were right and everything—it's going to come home very close to those people as well, and. It's not gonna be nice at all. On top it's, of the energy
2: and the food. It's far on worse versus- when when you're when you're looking at the COVID side of things, it's far worse than so it's now come out. There's been research papers, there's been um foyed um emails and internal documents, memos, those kind of things. They've known the entire time, and by they I mean the companies. Fauci, the leaders that were pushing these vaccines, they've all known this entire time this was going to kill people and that yeah. it was not effective versus COVID. They yeah. all know. The thing is, is we already knew this to begin with. We knew this. The, the, that was pretty obvious. Now I'm saying not only do we, is it not just like a gut feeling anymore? Now it's we have literal documents. We have memos. We have FOIA emails. We have documents that are showing this is exactly the case. They knew, yeah. and they have, they have actual documents showing that they knew, and in communications amongst themselves, they knew this was going to kill people, and it was ineffective. They knew from the very beginning, but they pushed it anyway. And not only did they push it, but they stifled any kind of uh, pharmaceutical therapeutic that would help people, like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, or uh, you know, quercetin, you know, those types. They, vitamin C, well, vitamin yeah, D, they bit. did, they, they stifled all that information at the it's, same time. Yeah,
1: because basically in the beginning, and this is, it was um, a young man from Canada who actually was at that, at Vienna, and he came on and he was a doctor in homeopathy. And at the beginning of it, before anything was out, so they hadn't even put the vaccine out, the government had told them no homeopathy um treatments are to be done with COVID. So they suppressed it and put it out. They started to get ostracized by their own families, people, whatever, because of what they were saying. Eventually he's one of the people that gave up and became uh an independent journalist. Because it's the only way he could face things, that he had to get it out there. But it destroyed his whole thing. And the amount of doctors that are out there, a lot of people will go, homeopathy, that's not real, is it? But well, I'll tell you what is real Yes, it is. Because no matter what you think, in this, the one thing I learned growing up with, um, I used to call my mother a garden witch because she knew everything in the garden. She knew something was good and what was bad, and there was loads of it. If the, nature has an answer for just about everything, all pharmaceuticals do is go out there, find nature's answer, and they try and replicate it and make a profit. They do it every man made replication has had a side effect. And that is the problem. Our possibilities of side effects. And that is always the problem. Because... The
2: thing is, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, we even have elite, the the elite, the ones that we're, uh, they're using against us, like turning against us, if you will, like professors and those kind, right, that are going woke and crazy. There's a Yale epidemiologist, uh, his name's Harvey, Harvey Richt, Richt, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce his last name. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Either way, he's very well known in this uh, epidemiologist. Like he's one of the top guys. He's like one of the top. He's the most cited in the U.S. in in U.S. uh, publishings when it comes to epidemiology. He's the most cited. So he's he's very well known. He's come out and said, this is all a sham. They lied to us this entire time. This was intentional. Like he's he's coming out and saying, I'm tired of them lying about the science I'm coming out and risking my livelihood, my position in in this uh, scientific community, and I'm going against this because this is immoral. Even he's coming out and saying, and not only is he coming out and saying, but he they they created a whole like system to try to to, to combat this and are are trying to treat people uh, with uh, you know I, ivermectin or or things that actually work and trying to save lives. And he's he's treated people with COVID and stuff uh, now, and high survival rate, just like all the other doctors we've seen using ivermectin and all the other remedies that we know to be true. This, this, and he was talking about he he was talking about how ivermectin is one of the safest drugs on the market right now. Ivermectin is one that we give pregnant women, we'll give infants. I mean, this is something that is safe and has been known to be safe for a very long time. And then as we talked about it in the very early days, it was like February when this first started coming out. France changed uh, ivermectin from being, was it, I- yeah, it was ivermectin. They changed it from being an over-the-counter to yeah. requiring prescription. Yeah, it was it's that anhydroxy. An th- it was that anhydroxy, anhy- yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and so, they, they threw it. It. So yeah, the, basically, the, anyway, the, this, this, doc, this doctor is basically saying, we've thrown out everything we've known about viruses and diseases for this one. And we have pushed all the remedies that we knew to work in the past. We have all pushed all those to, to the side. And the only thing they've been doing is saying, take an aspirin or take a Tylenol and just call us back if you have any problems breathing and then when you have problems breathing they bring you in and put you on a ventilator and let you die in the hospital that's what's been happening and they get paid for it oh, yeah. and then
0: and they get paid for
2: it they, and they get paid yeah, for it yeah, and yeah. then get a job,
1: which 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 for what i mean how i mean if there was um one of the um chaps in poland he had a, a tv station sort of thing and he had a radio station broadcast and he was just about kicked left right and center around and I think the latest thing he did was he—they had a whistleblower from one of their paramedics, and he actually put out there and voiced out there, and he brought pictures with him of what was going on. And this paramedic never had worn a mask, never put the vaccine at all, or whatever, and it was always ostracized by his people he worked with and stuff like that. So he goes, "Well, there's no need. I've treated all these people, and I'm continually treat them, and yet he took pictures of hospital wards where there were empty beds where they're supposed to be been full and he actually said they brought them in here and the nurses had masks and suits and everything to wear but they just put them in beds and didn't treat them and if they died they just took them out and that was the end of it do you remember the nightingale hospital care, the care was the care was negligible
0: yeah do you remember the nightingale hospitals that they set up across the uk and they didn't take a single patient? Don't. Yeah,
1: don't, don't. It's been a fast from day one. But to do it on a global scale means a global network. And this is what people have got to understand. This isn't going to get better straight away. You've got to be in for the long haul. And if you put your tail between your legs again and you just ignore it, you're going to be one of the casualties. And so are your friends and so is the rest of your family. Before
0: we get and too far off topic think- here... Yeah, before, no, no, no. Before we get nothing, too far off. Nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing to see here. Before we get too far off topic, I want to play this, uh, this clip here. This is Mark Stein from GB News talking about, oh, there's nothing to see here. They're wondering why so many people, so many, let me restate that, they're wondering why so many young and healthy people across the UK are just suddenly dying. They're suffering from SADS and they don't know why in Europe. Uh, this is the uh, rundown of countries. So look at that. The least vaccinated country in Europe is
1: Bulgaria. And they also have the least excess mortality. And the most mm-hmm. vaccinated country in Europe is Malta, which isn't included in the excess mortality stats. So let's go to the second most vaccinated country in Europe, Portugal, and they have the highest excess mortality. in Europe. So the lowest country with the lowest vaccination rate has the lowest excess mortality. And the country with the highest vaccination rate has the highest excess mortality. But altogether, now, correlation is not causation. And the biggest, you know, one of the biggest things that are coming out at the moment, Israel. When this started, yeah. you remember, we remember when I said, why do you think Biden has said he's going to defund a dome, the defensive system in Israel? And we called this because we said he's going to, they're going to get told to vaccinate and then the dome will stay. And it happened exactly like that. As soon as they started to get vaccinated and they were a country that took everything, haven't they? They've taken yep. everything. They've yep. taken all the vaccines, all the boosters. And the one thing they did not have, like what America's got or what Britain's got is a recording systems for uh, any cause or harm, harmful effects, yeah, reporting. And the problem is with the reporting is it takes so much doctor's time. To take, so We know that whatever the system reports, it's not going to be tr- true. They didn't have any. And now they are starting to see all the side effects they're starting to see massive neural problems. They're seeing massive uh, menstrual cycle problems. They're getting all sorts coming out. And somebody actually let a film loose the other day about uh, some of their government officials talking about how they're going to put this across to the people
0: um, Well, so that they do sued. Okay, let, let me see. You just do. I hate to pull in Ocasio-Cortez here, but uh, how are you going to put this across to the people? You just do. <laughs> you you yeah. stand up there. And you, and you actually admit fault for what the hell you did? Like that's yeah, that's me though. That's my character. If I screwed up something that bad, not well. First of all, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I did something like that. That's the first thing. But I actually have no, a moral well, no. compass. But <laughs> these these people, they're devoid. I, I was saying this a couple of days ago. They're devoid of dignity, of honor, of of just any kind of values whatsoever. I, I don't know what it is that they actually. Uh, have some kind of an allegiance to, but it's nothing that's good and wholesome, not, nothing that's that's anchored in, in any kind of value system that you put towards not only yourself, but to other people. They just don't have it. I, I don't know what it is that causes that disconnect in these people, but they just don't have any empathy whatsoever about another human being. They just don't. Well,
1: they don't. They don't. Because if they can say, well, I mean, they can come back and
0: or the government could fall because of this. Well, Damn yeah. your lawsuits, though. Damn your lawsuits. I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Sue you exactly. into oblivion. That's the least of what their worries should be. You've hurt people, and
1: somebody should be accountable, but it exactly happened in the first place. Exactly. And per- personally, I mean, you could suicide out of it, as far as I'm concerned. And if I had a group of people like Mossad, I would be finding accountability from who forced me into this situation to begin with. I, I'm sorry, but oof. the trouble is, no, I said you've got to have compassion for the people that coerced that. But these people uh, made that decision and then afterwards say, how can we save our ass instead of trying to put something right or try to say this is what happened, have a bit of compassion. Those people don't because they, they will just sidestep, try to stay in power. And if you do it once and get away with it, what happens next? Playground rules. You'll do something worse. and. I don't know. There, there, there's a line. The that, that lines have got to be start to be drawn or will need to get out there in massive numbers. They are. People are starting to. But sorry thing to say is, hopefully, somehow, human logical system will find some way to combat what millions of people have had put inside them. You're going to see massive deaths over a period of time. The next couple of decades, the, the people are going to start falling. It's not good. Well, they already are.
0: And it's already, already
1: are. And, it, and it, 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 oh, I can't, I can't. I, I mean, I'm, it just churns me up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there is a certain line and certain people don't deserve something. There's, you can't forgive everything as much as, yes, you've got to have a, a, a form of compassion and whatever to actually get through this. I uh, haven't just got that. These people are already dying. If you, you've got false energy crisis. I mean, you've got, we know you've got fission, right? Which is your nuclear reactors. We know they're working on fusion and getting steps ahead. We know they've got nuclear diamond batteries. They've got technologies. They've got the hydrogen car was designed a long time ago. It's there. You can actually manufacture these things. So we know we've got that society that you can have. And we know basically your solar, your wind, that's a load of crap because that, doesn't supply a high enough percentage, even if they got it up as good as 5%. It's just not there. It causes more damage and waste than what it is. But your energy crisis, the food crisis, and we've been talking about that, it's going to layer upon layer upon layer. And we talked about the construction industry in China. They're still building it in the West. In the UK, they're still putting blooming houses up
0: houses yeah, up everywhere. They still, there's there's, construct, there's brand new construction going up all over the place around here. And I don't understand it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know where it's laying? they're gonna use this construction to cripple you eventually. Because <laughs> if you look on your TVs in your, your adverts in in um the UK, it's all about during the day it's about do you know maybe you should um put some money aside for when you die so that they can pay for your funeral and there's oh you could have some fun times in life if you use the equity in the house you own. So if you can imagine it, houses, prices, like these asset management companies are ballooning the house prices up. So it's making people unable to buy. So they've got it to a stage that a single person is going to be unable to buy. And it's going to be very hard for two people to buy. It's going to be too much debt. So what happens when people buy all these and they get mortgages and they second mortgage and stuff like that. And then a house is worth so much. So they've worked out on what the equity of the house is like most people do. And people start dropping dead. And if they do that in large numbers, you're going to have too many houses on the market. And the house actually, prices are going to drop. And your house is to going say. to
0: be worth shit. I was getting ready to say, I think we're not going to have to worry too much about uh, rising real estate costs here for yeah, very long is, because they're going to be at bargain basement prices. Yeah, 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 before, yeah But that's part know. of
1: the deal, isn't it? They're going to, people have got to be very careful because unless they actually own that property they're in, they're going to try and talk you into second mortgages. Working on the equity you've, you've got now, they'll say, you've got wonderful equity. You can take this much of a loan out. You can do this. And then your house price goes down as people die because there's going to be loads of spare houses. You're going to have left. You're going to have a massive amount of debt and you're going to lose your house. And that is the switch that is going to happen. Unless you own your property now, you have got to be so careful that you don't get talked into going to equity debt because your house price will bottom out As the people die, that's what you got to look for in the future. Got to be bloody careful. You're absolutely,
0: you're spot on. You're you're on the money. We only got a couple of minutes left here. Closing thoughts. (sighs)
1: Just be careful, people. You got to second guess them. This is a game of chess, guys, and start learning to play it. It's a big style game, and if you want to be part of the future, pay off what you got now if you can. Own it. So you don't have that debt because they're going to put the thumb screws on from now on. They already have with food and energy and everything. The, the lie is out there. It's so transparent. But we're talking not one year, two years. This is the long
2: haul now. Best of luck, everybody. I would say, um, assume when it comes to the elite, assume when it comes to the um, politician, both, you know, government, big, fed, local. And when I say elite, I mean rich, corporation owner, you know, the, the big like that, or, or even Hollywood. Assume they're lying to you first. Come from that position, and then look into it and prove that they aren't lying to you. Um, come from that perspective first, because most of them, if not well, it's not all. Because I, I can I know of a few wealthy and politicians that are not trying to overthrow our current economic system and our current way of life, our current civilization. But I know of a lot that are, and it would be more beneficial for you, easier in fact, to just assume they're lying to you. (laughs) Yeah. there is that thought. You know, I,
0: I think during these times, just based on what the two of you just said, I think these times going forward, you can do two things. You can either be a victim or you can remake yourself. You can thrive in this. You can. And I'm not talking about uh, making all kinds of money or or, or doing anything like that, gobbling up all kinds of assets and and being like one of these Wall Street fat cats. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is you personally. Ned, you said we have a... Exactly. You said that we have a long time before we can start to turn that tide to wake people up again. And I'm not disagreeing with that. I think we've got maybe, I'd say 15 to 20 years before we start to really turn the tide again, as in we're looking at possibly another generation before we can flip this back around in the other way and kind of get it back into changing people's mindsets. Because if you go by the historical context of things, we don't have a great awakening of this for about... I would say like 10, 15 years. So we're looking 2040, 2045, somewhere along in there. And that's going to take us very close to uh, 2050. But nonetheless, yeah. this has a a, wonderful th- this number. is a yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, this is an opportunity for people to rediscover themselves and rediscover their true potential. You can be a victim, you can be the type that's out there wearing a mask, waiting on a bus, uh, wearing your Ukraine flag shirt or whatever it is that you're doing. You can be that type if that's what you want to do. You can carry around your little COVID pass and do whatever it is you're going to do. But that's not going to get you very far. Now's the time to rediscover yeah. your true potential. As, Show you as, metal, Exactly, exactly. And that's what I would impart to people today is my closing thought. We'll see you next week, Ned, yes? I'll be here. Fantastic. We are going to go ahead and jump out of here. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We'd appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.